You're listening to episode 57 of Wine and Cheese, the podcast about whiny records and cheesy movies. I'm Joey. And I'm Mike. And for episode 57, we are covering the record Supersonic Home by the band Adventures off of Run for Cover Records that was released on February 17th, 2015. And we're pairing that with The Adventures of Ford Fairlane, the July 11th, 1990 action comedy mystery film from Rennie Harlan, Silver Pictures, and 20th Century... Ran out of breath. 20th Century Fox. <laughs> Starring, of course, the Dice Man. And the connection is Adventures. Adventures. That's it? Yeah. <laughs> That's actually literally That's the only comparisons you can make. The only one, yeah. Um, um, before we get into it, uh, you can find us on social media, Wine Cheese Pod, Twitter, Instagram, email. I might delete the email, though. I just cannot stop getting spam emails <laughs> to the email. So, just, yeah, just hit us up. Uh, on, and on no one, one does it anyway, so hit us up on the socials um, oh, yeah. while you're at it. If you listen to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever else might have a rating system, just throw us a rating. You don't have to leave a review. I really don't care. <laughs> but if you throw us a rating, that'd be great. If you review it, it, I mean, you know, it's your chance to tell us what we're doing wrong or like what you'd like to hear. Yeah, I, do, I actually do check the Apple Podcast page about once every six months to see if there's any new <laughs> reviews that we can read on the show. So. And, and what's the verdict? Not uh, really? Still none. Nice. It's been okay. about a year. But yeah, it's fine. <laughs> either way. Um, the star rating thing, though, it's so easy. Just click yeah. it, man. Click the goddamn button. It's like they say in Russia, push the goddamn button. Push the goddamn button. <laughs> um, and we would like to extend a special thanks to Lehigh Valley Apparel Creations, xlvacx.com. You can go to them for all your screen printing ventures. And embroidery. Ventures. Oh. Hey. And embroidery. I hit him up about a hat quote. It's way more than I expected, so I don't think I'm going to do it. But what, for like one hat? Or for, like no, a run? for like a run of hats, but okay. it's two color, two placement, and that's going to end up being really expensive. I think color. I think hats are going to be expensive. That's no shade to Chris. That's just the market. I know. It's just <laughs> the market. But will people pay upwards? I think the cost is going to end up being like 30 bucks a hat. Yeah. I can't really, in good conscience, charge someone $40 for a hat. <laughs> <laughs> just charge them 30 break even, whatever. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's Lehigh Valley Apparel Creations, xlvacx.com. And uh, yeah, and you got like too, a yeah. wiffle ball league, they'll print that. <laughs> not if the wiffle shuffle, ball. If you got a shuffleboard league, they'll print that. If Maybe. you got a kickball league, they'll print that. Maybe bocce ball. Any league. <laughs> They're very into leagues. They specialize in leagues. Oh, maybe a league of extraordinary gentlemen. Oh, they'll print that. <laughs> they'll print that. Barring any sort of <laughs> copyright infringement. Um, never know. Maybe you could squeeze one under the table. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are we talking about? I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, well, and then, you know, the fine folks at Cinepunks. Um, there's a pretty good episode of Cinepucks recently featuring Mike from First Seven Inch Club. I saw that. I feel I, like I had something to do with that indirectly. Cause I, I feel so. like I've been championing, championing First Seven Inch Club for yeah. a while now. Maybe Liam checked them out and reached out. You Maybe know, it's I'm finally just, catching on. Yeah. You have me to thank is what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I have you to thank for many things. <laughs> Not you. I mean the <laughs> listeners. Well, I'm, I'm a listener. <laughs> okay. Fair. Uh, what have you been listening to lately? Oh, speaking of listeners, um, I checked out the new Super Crush EP. Oh, yeah. It's called Melody Maker. The first song sounds like a Jawbreaker song for some reason, and the rest sound like Super Crush songs. I like that um, song, Trophy. That's tr- that's, that song that's Trophy's single. Good. I like video the, t- for it. the title track, Melody Maker, is really good, too. Is that the ender, the closer? It's like second or third from the end, I think. Okay. It's been on like six songs, right? It's I think it's just five. Long. Oh, maybe five. Okay. In and out, yeah. Either way, 
Catch um, them on tour with Lurk right now, I believe. <clears throat> oh, they're playing here soon. Yeah. Maybe. At the Yuki Club, I believe. <laughs> it's a good place. Um, I saw Gag there last week. You did, didn't I you? I did. With uh, Jive Bomb from Baltimore. I don't know them. Sinister Feeling and Chemical Fix. Oh, I'd, I've heard of Chemical Fix. They were tight. Cool. Um, and then we didn't go see the Flex. We didn't go see the Flex because they like couldn't get into the U.S. or something. That's right. Uh, bummer. <laughs> um, we didn't go to the gig either. <laughs> didn't, so didn't go. Just that was the main reason we were going to go. Um, other than that, I've listened to. I dabbled in a little bit of Algernon because the reunion tour got announced. Nice. Are you going to go the Monday date? Uh, we got tickets to one of them. I can't oh. remember which one. Oh, yeah. I think there's like a Saturday and a Monday or something. Yeah. Like that. I didn't get either yet, but I think they both sold out. But I oh think, shit! <laughs> I think you'll uh, you'll be fine. I mean, it's something that sells out that quick. It's gonna people are gonna sell their tickets by the time the gig comes around totally um checked out the new spice lp oh it's called viv or like maybe <laughs> it's roman numerals or some I shit think it's called viv it may, okay. might be after a person's name okay like a vivian maybe like a vivian um pretty good yeah what you've come to expect from that band which is great i think we might be playing the record release in oakland in uh august oh nice <laughs> yeah hell yeah um other than that uh small gig well, not a small gig but a gig report I saw Orville Peck since the last time I saw you. How was that? Um, it was great. It was fucking packed. It was so. It's funny because like Orville Peck sold out at the Fillmore feels a lot different than Jawbreaker sold out at the Fillmore. Um, okay. Explain. I feel like maybe more people didn't go to the Jawbreaker show that had tickets, but I feel like Orville Peck was like. It felt like there was like a couple hundred more people in there than there were during Jawbreaker for some reason. Interesting. Um, but. Huh. Uh, Maybe, they, maybe they just oversold it too. Maybe it's that. And I was I, talking to somebody who works at <laughs> recently, and they were just like, "Any show that's been rescheduled for the pandemic, we're selling like twenty percent." Maybe I can't say this. But they're, they're just like, <laughs> "We're we're selling like twenty percent more tickets just because people aren't going to show. Like people just don't show up." You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> maybe I'll delete that. But uh, no, I guess that makes sense though, because like it gives you an opportunity to sell more tickets because people aren't going to show up. People literally, yeah, like per, like more than ever aren't going to show up. Yeah. Um, but the show was good. The opening band, it was fucking awful. It was on, <laughs> it was like some young guys playing some Grateful Dead type shit. Oh, wait, was it uh Garcia Peoples? No, it okay. was like, uh, I saw that once they it was called like fucking Johnny and the riff raffs or some shit. I don't fucking, <laughs> it was something like a guy's name and the something somethings, oh. but it sucked. Uh, they had a song about catfish where like the, the, <laughs> the fucking chorus just repeated over and over. It's like, we're going fishing for catfish and some other shit. It was awful. I hated it. Every <laughs> second of it. Teddy and the something. I don't know. Uh, what have you been listening to? Hang on. I'm looking it up now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so curious. It's, I'm, I'm almost certain it's Teddy. Trixie? Because, no, because mm. it's a it's a reference to Theodore Roosevelt. I remember mm. that. Teddy and... Oh, Teddy and the Rough Riders. That's a That's bad, 100% it. It's a bad name. Let's see. They have a song called Living in the Woods. Cool. They have a song called "What's This Catfish Song." <laughs> Please don't play it. I'm not gonna play it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whatever. In, in the meantime, I'll tell you what I've been listening to. <laughs> There's a new Tony Molina single off of uh, Run for Cover Records, which yeah. is pretty awesome. And I think the record comes out like pretty soon. Oh, I didn't know when it came out, but that song's good. It might be out within the next month, honestly, depending mm. on when we when we put this out. But okay. um, that's really awesome. I'm super stoked on that. Love Tony Molina. Love Tony. Um, there's a band called Slumped from Oakland, California. I believe they're working on a new record. They're really cool. They're kind okay. of like guitar rock. Okay. <clears throat> guitar rock, you say? Guitar rock, yes. 
uh, a friend's band, Jackie Boy, put out a record called Mush that's really good. Okay. I feel like you'd like that for sure. It's I'm got some save good. save that. Some good, I yeah. Think. Jackie Boy. J A C K Y Boy. Jackie Boy. And the record's called Mush. Verified on there Spotify. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's nothing small. <laughs> and then uh, I've been listening to that Nightbirds instrumental uh, EP, Monster Surf. Oh, and I've been yeah. listening to that a bunch lately. About that time of year. Yeah, and it's really good. <laughs> that shit rocks. Um, They're playing uh, New York with the Ergs and Sam I Am sometime this summer. <laughs> that's that's crazy. A, that's a gig. Yeah, that is a gig. Yeah. Those are some lifers. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Nightbirds hasn't played in a long time, too. I think they played uh, at Johnny Brenda's with... Oh, they did. Somebody, and we the were going to go. The Spits. And uh, Dark Thoughts. That right? show is so yeah. cool. Why didn't we go? I don't know. <laughs> Probably because it was like COVID or there was like a pandemic going on or something. It was It was in the earlier... Yeah. It was not that recent. For sure. Um, all right, well, should we talk about adventures? Let's talk about of, adventures. Of both kinds. I didn't list the name of the record. Supersonic Home? Supersonic that Home, that's the one. Supersonic yeah. Home, 21715, Run for Cover Records. Uh, I didn't know this band had a full album. I thought they were a band that just put out EPs. Oh, really? I yeah. thought I thought I knew the cover of this. I thought it was an EP. Okay. Because I knew the cover, like the artwork, really well just from seeing it around. Had you listened to this band much? Ne- not at all. Yeah. What I, about you? Friends of mine were like pretty into it. Like, Tyler likes this band a lot. Yeah. I think Bailey likes this band, you know, past guest. I think a lot of friends... Like really like this band. I think I, I was in the same listened. boat. Yeah. yeah. Um, is this band emo? They're an emo band. Two words. Code Orange style emo punk indie rock. Weird. I don't Very understand weird. what referencing Code Orange in the definition, <laughs> how that helps the case because they're definitely not emo. Yeah. Um, I think I never listened to this band because I didn't like Code Orange, and okay. I think that like that to me was just like I knew it was obviously way different, mm-hmm. but I was like I don't care about the music these people make as shitty as that sounds that's fine i i code orange when they were still code orange kids in like 2009 i remember like really liking that it was like them and full of hell had just done like their big first not first thing but like the thing that finally caught well they played a lot together around the time too for sure yeah um so i was into those things for sure and then did they do a split together on death wish i should know this but i can't remember (laughs) uh so, yeah, so Adventures is a band from Pittsburgh. I think they maybe lived in Philly for a brief stint. Like you mentioned, there's a Code Orange connection. Um, Every member in the band is in Code Orange <laughs> other than uh, the keyboardist. There you um, go. Um, Kimmy is not in Code Orange. They existed from 2012 to 2016. This is their only EP. I'm not sure. Only LP. Only LP, right. Sorry. Uh, do people like the EPs better, do you think? like I don't know. They have like two, and then they have like a couple splits, right? I think this was the last thing they did. They might have a couple splits. This was too. the last thing they did, I think, because they um, broke up in 2016, right? Mm-hmm. Did you just say that? Uh, yes, I did. But yeah, yeah this was um, produced, you know, this is like a Studio 4 record, Will Yip, Run for Cover. Okay. Um, and then I think it was mixed by Vince Ratty, and we love Zoloft the Rock and Roll Story. I know that Mr. name. Yeah. Oh, was he in that band? Yeah, I think he was in that band, yeah. Wow. And he, like, mixes and masters a lot of stuff around Philly. But, yeah, um, I've heard I've heard his name around before. Yeah. Um, let's see what else we got here. Well, I've got... Um, so there's a little bit more Code Orange connection than just the members. Well, I mean, oh. not really, but, like... <laughs> Still related to the members. So the person who is not in Code Orange, Kimmy, has done most of the Code Orange artwork. Interesting. Okay. Um, up through about maybe 2017, it okay. seems like. And she ha- doesn't seem to have played in any other bands other than this. But okay. Um, but like maybe a, fr- a friend and like 
must be a, like a lifelong friend yeah. or old friend or something. Long time uh, collaborator. I don't know the last time you looked up anything Code Orange related, but they are basically the Matrix now. Yeah. Um, like you, it's, you it's fucking crazy. They put out a, I think. It led me down our Code Orange rabbit hole, like yeah. looking up stuff on YouTube. And I watched like all their recent music videos, just like completely baffled. They I was did like, that video like three or four months ago. It's pretty wild. It's crazy. It's like some all of it is so crazy. Cronenberg shit. It, I don't. Cool. I I hate the music so much, <laughs> but like the not vi- a fan. But it's crazy. Like I was just like, you're, you're, I feel like this kind of like new metal. It's like safe to call them new metal. I yeah, feel like does has not existed in a long time. Well, I feel like they're kind of going for it. They're a band that's yeah. really, really going for it in a way that like maybe they could aspire to be like the next Slipknot or something like that. Maybe hundred like, percent. And they played like not fest. I watched a live video of them playing not fest. Mm-hmm. Um, and they really just like, and it's like, it's funny cause it's like the middle of the day and they have like all their like crazy gear on. Like yeah. they have a drummer, the mic stand, the mic stand with the arm. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like the fist holding the mic. Yeah. Their drummer wears like a mask that makes him look like fucking Kane from WWE or something. So I was going to mention that they're like a WWE affiliated band. They went down yeah. and played at like one of the yeah, events at one point. They played uh, an NXT takeover. They like, op- they were the first live band I think to play an NXT show. Okay. I then feel like it was like have- a pay-per-view. And they have a couple like walkouts, so I don't know. What well, you call and them, they like- did, yeah. So they did later that same show. They played with the singer of Incendiary to like for a wrestler to come out to like a live band. Okay. And then they ended up doing, I think, Bray Wyatt's entrance music before he left WWE or something like that. True. But so okay. they, they, I will say, they're pretty successful. Yeah, they're, and they're they seem it. to work pretty hard for it. I think so, they bust their asses for sure. Yeah. yeah, they put a they put a lot. They put everything into this band, and it shows. Yeah. Well, it sounds like they maybe like severed the arm of Adventures to put it all into Code Orange to make sure that kind of kept going. So yeah, if I had to guess, um, maybe Adventures didn't really take off the way they expected. Could be. Yeah, I'm not really sure, but yeah, it looks like uh, in 2016 the band implied their breakup by tweeting the emojis of a sad face, a gun, and a peace sign. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> I guess that was their like cryptic way of going out. Was that back when the gun was still the real gun and not the squirt gun? In 2016, probably. Probably yeah. still the real gun emoji yeah. then. I bet if you go dig up the tweet now, it's a squirt gun. <laughs> it probably looks like a squirt gun. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I can. I'll, go ahead. Sorry. I was just gonna say other 2015 album highlights, kind of in this same vein. You've got that All Dogs LP. Uh, I kind of forgot about that. The, did I say LP or EP? It's LP. Uh, the first Bully LP. Um, this is not in the same vein, but I feel like people like this band the same, and like the same kind of people like this band. Ceremonies, the L-shaped man came out. Mm, people um, hated that. People did hate that. I quite like it now. I think I everything think, Ceremony does is pretty cool. I agree. Um, Hit Your Head by Drug Church. Pets Hounds by Pet Symmetry. Heaven is Earth by Self-Defense Family. Ours is Chrome by Super Heaven. Hey. The Homies. Uh, Hyperview by Title Fight. And Damn. Nonstop Feeling by Turnstile. It's a pretty big year. I feel like that's all kind of in the same camp. Yeah. there's a, There was other stuff, but I feel no, like that's good. those are worth mentioning. Those are all, yeah, those are all some pretty like, for lack of a better word, prolific records. Those are all like ones yeah. that are remembered by each, each one of those bands for for better or for worse. Yeah. Um, Let's play a song. Let's play a song. What song should we check out? What's your, do you have any like favorites or like any clunkers off the I actually kind of liked My Marble Hole. My Marble Hole. This one I think Reba doesn't, she doesn't do the lead vocals on. Okay. 
And I kind of like the ones where she doesn't <laughs> more, I think. I Right from the get-go, I was just like, uh-oh. I'm not going to be able to take the like strained vocal sound for the whole record. It's it's a lot. So I do. I, I definitely like more of this vibe. Yeah. This song's pretty decent. Yeah. There's a, a hardcore part. Not a hardcore part, but there's a breakdown, and people are getting in this song? for sure crowd-killing in this song. <laughs> right here. I bet some dork has moshed to this <laughs> yeah. before. Like, Adventures opening for, like, a hardcore band has yeah. probably happened. So, totally, yeah. totally. <laughs> um, to, what, to your point with the the straining vocals there's a part so heavenly is like the hit right that's one of the video yeah that's the one with the music the video, video is sick too it's the like claymation really cool really cool set design a little clay dude walking around i wrote little clay dude walking around band is playing in like an empty dollhouse uh clay dude gets in the house and falls asleep and then there's like a flood or something and he's washed away yeah Max, um, Max Moore directed the video, it looks like. I think yeah. he was like a pretty big person in the, in the scene for a little while. He's done a lot of music videos. He does all the Code Orange stuff. Uh, d- has done a lot of Newfound Glory stuff and Coheed and All Time Low and stuff. Yeah. He might have done a super heavy video, Gush and Blood or something like that. Oh, really? There yeah. you go. Um, that song has this part at the end that drives me up a fucking wall where the He's a Swarm part, that's like the lyric is just repeating. It like goes on for way too long. That's that's one beef I have with this band is a ton of repetition. Like yeah. even by track two, which is uh, your sweetness, I was just like, this band loves repeat because they they go part to part to part. So it's not like they're repeating a chorus necessarily. They're just kind of repeating Dude, things over and over. Um, I'm so glad you said that. Um, the song tension yeah. has that song is really fucking annoying because <laughs> there's like eight lines total. Okay, but they're repeated in doubles throughout Let's the whole see. songs. It's like Tension. line one and line two are the same line. Line three and line four are the same line. Oh, this is drove me fucking crazy. I feel like it's like clever wordplay. It's like I only wanted you for attention. I only wanted you for the tension or something along those lines. Basically, You're right. The they same just lyric. I don't hate this right now, but. But yeah, the repetition was definitely killing me. Yeah. Um, well, like that, that, so like isolating a part like that, you're like, okay, this is <laughs> not so fine, bad. but the whole song does that. And in the middle of a track where it's just kind of like over and over and over, it's, it's, it can yeah. be a lot. Um, yeah. Let me, th- so I recognize one song. I recognized <clears throat> Absolution Warmth Required. Okay. And I recognize the wish you could see me. I feel like that song's not bad too. It's not bad. There's a cool like the the bass sound and the drum sound are really cool on this song. I don't know if there's like something slightly different about them, but yeah. those are things that I like. Noticed. A little crunchier or something. Yeah. But little, even just right there, just like a little more peppy too. I think mm-hmm. like a little harder. Yeah. There's a cool Matthew riff at 109. This isn't you know isn't the worst thing. Not my yeah. style exactly. There's some variation. Though, yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, I have a hard time, like, understanding. When I listen to a band like this, I'm like, what what influences are you drawing from? Because it, it sounds like so much, but it also sounds like nothing else. Right. Like, not in, like, and not even, like, a good way. It just sounds like, 
I don't want to say uninspired, but it, <laughs> it just kind of, I feel like I'm really trashing this right now, but no, it's, no, it's cool. it just kind of sounds like it's like, where is it coming from to yeah. me? You know what I mean? Well, I mean, clearly, you know, their influences are like heavier because they're code on, yeah. like, but, but then you think of like, okay, you know, people that like hard music can also like other stuff, obviously. Obviously. So it would be interesting to hear what they were listening to or like what their other side of their music taste would be there. Yeah. Well, there's, a, I guess, the, in the Heavenly Music video, Reba's wearing, like, a $200 uh, vintage Lemonhead shirt. Oh, shit. I've seen that exact shirt on Etsy before. It's very oh, expensive. Damn. That's crazy. Um, everyone else oh. is wearing plain shit, and she's wearing this <clears throat> Lemonhead shirt. I did see where that. Where it's written in, like, logs or something. I thought it was a Levon Helm shirt, honestly, because mm. it's, like, the L, the and then L-E, you see the H-E. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Good eye. That's, a, that's not Good a cheap eye. shirt. Maybe it's it was. Maybe it was cheaper in 2016, though. Yeah. I'll give you that. Uh, leading up to this record, there were a couple tours this band did. In uh, late 2014, they toured with Sea Haven and Foxing. Um, that, sounds, that makes sense. Yeah. March 5th, 2015, they played Hostage Comms' last show with World is a Beautiful Place, Super Heaven, and Sorority Noise. Mm-hmm. Uh, they went on tour with Were. Oh, wow. I forgot about that band. Give. Run Forever. And give? Then give, yeah. That's a weird tour. And then they did a tour with Basement and Level Up and Pale Hounds. That's like a pretty that eclectic, that's a really eclectic mix of bands. But like you said, I mean, even that list you had of bands from 2015. Yeah. I could see this band playing with variety. any of those. Yeah, totally. And they and probably know like so many the people. the Basements and Citizens of the World, you yeah. know? <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Um, let's talk about the opening track, Blue Dream Blue Haze. Okay. This one's not bad. Love it's the so drummer short. intro. Yeah. And then I wish we got more of like it's, it's so it's like pretty percussive. I wish like, we got more of this in general. For sure, this is a very short song. The other songs tend not to be as short. Yeah. But they do like a lot of cool stops and starts and stuff. Yeah. Starts, stops and starts and stuff in this song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I like this part right here for sure. Oh yeah, I like that. bob around to this one yeah. a little bit it feels like, like a summer album yeah which is funny because it was released in february <laughs> <laughs> yeah i like that part I, that song is the shortest song but it has most variation out of like the whole record yeah <laughs> definitely yeah um toward the end i was like losing steam so my notes toward the end aren't as aren't as there but uh that song pure i was like it's a real like album track where it like sits nicely in the sequence you know yeah. what i mean um Oh, this one's the slower one, right? Yeah. Yeah. It feels like it could be a closer to me. Yeah. And they do like another change thing. I I made a note. They do like another weird change that doesn't go anywhere. They do that a lot where they Mm. like do this part and And then then abandon it and switch it back. Yeah. Weird. Let me try and find that. Right here, they find something really cool. like organ part well they bring it back i think oh do they do a cool thing right here you mean? yeah and then it just ends it's like you almost like one there's like, like 10 seconds left of the song yeah right? yeah and that's what i was saying like this feels like it could be a closer this could be a thing that like rocks for the end but nope yeah. they just bring it back i don't know Weird. Interest, interesting choice yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm not sure what the songwriting was about on this one um <laughs> oddly enough uh Internet buzzkill, the needle drop. Anthony Fantano, is that his name? That's his name. Gave this album a 7 out of 10. Yeah, I didn't watch it, but Quite I saw a 7 out of 10 is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. This was pretty uh, early, I guess, in his 
sort of deal though so maybe he wasn't yeah. as much of a prick yet <laughs> he wasn't he wasn't jaded but he didn't yeah. hate, hate yeah he didn't hate everything yet i don't uh, mind the last track too supersonic home maybe we can play that one later yeah we can play that as one of the uh the transitions i guess but yeah that's yeah. like the title track it's got like a cool drum feedbacky intro mm-hmm. um feedbacky outro as well i don't have a ton to say about that one because like i said toward the end i started to to fade a little second bit second half's a little tough well, it just I mean overall I think we've said like, it but it just kind of is a lot of like the same themes over and over. A lot and over of the songs sound kind of the same but then they have these like cool parts yeah. injected in. Right. Yeah. And it makes it hard to like remember which song is which when it's like oh right there's that song that has that part but like there's always a part in the middle that mm-hmm. kind of like disrupts everything. Um, and like the lyrics are aren't super decipherable most of the time until you get like a chorus or something. Well, it feels like they're just kind of belting the the lyrics a lot, which we've done records like that for sure. Like even the Latterman record, I feel like was very much like top of your register belting out the lyrics, but true. They do feel hard to, hard to make out. Exhausting at times. (laughs) Totally. Uh, in a, in addition to the seven out of 10 from, uh, Anthony Fantano, there's a punk news review four out of five. It's all that. Uh, Aaron R. Aaron, RKC seven years ago said V nineties V chill. Pretty cool comment. <laughs> I almost spit my drink out. <laughs> um, I read that there was a hot topic, hot topic exclusive release of uh, five hundred clear orange records. So like, oh, that's I think, a fun color. Yeah, I think there's like a no sleep connection with the run for cover connection on this one too. So I don't know if no sleep put out part of it or if they put out just other records. But like the Chris Hansen connection, okay, is definitely something. So yeah. Um, I'm going to try to look up um, the last FM shell box on this band. Please. If there is one, they're listed on here as the adventures for some reason. The adventures. Okay. Yeah. That's weird. It's definitely them and everything. Even the, I guess there's multiple bands with the name, Okay. but they're the, they're the main one on here. I feel like they should be. I feel like they're the band, the only band I know that's adventures. Right. (laughs) How do you feel about the album cover? It's just kind of like, some cool it's okay yeah. i don't mind it actually it's like a, it's like a cold p- looking painting with like I, some some ketchup and mustard colors and i think it kind of fits yeah it it doesn't really seem to be of anything i was like maybe that's a tv or refrigerator or something yeah it's got like some g's like just some painted red g's in yeah. the middle i don't know what that's all about what do we got it's a uh, supersonic home that's for sure a lot of people talk about Code Orange. Yeah. On the uh, we shout too. box saying that Adventures is better than Code Orange. No, oh, I mean, a lot of people. I'm not the person to make that distinction. <laughs> upset that it says The Adventures. Um, new album, please. PLZ? Uh, PLS. Oh. Um, a lot of stuff like that. People <laughs> being like, are they still together? Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of it. No, you, you, they did the peace sign gun emoji thing and said, we're done. <laughs> yeah, dude, don't you know a peace sign gun? A lot of comments in like Russian Ooh. or something. Maybe they maybe they have a lot of, uh, maybe they don't support Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, whatever. <laughs> That's what I heard. Uh, walk you to bed. I had a note. Would they like to be walked to the water or would they like to be walked to bed? They need to make up their mind. Oh, does something in the lyrics say something about water? They say they'd like to be walked to the water and then they say they'd like to be walked to bed. So figure it out. Maybe the, <laughs> maybe the bed's in water. Oh, like in uh, the parent trap when they put her little floating mattress out in the water. Maybe they, maybe they want a nice glass of water beside their bed. That maybe could, they're like walk me to the water. We could all use that. Or maybe they want to take a shower before bed. <laughs> walk me to the water and then walk me to bed in that order. 
I like this part. Whatever. Uh, I don't know what this is, but let's see. I guess I like this part when I was listening. <laughs> I tried really hard to come up with a Weird Al title for this song. Nothing? Nothing that, like, was even remotely funny. Interesting. <laughs> uh, I had one for the movie tie-in. Okay. Interesting. Are you, do you have one? Do you have a Weird Al title? It's bad. Let's hear it. It's real bad. That's fine. I got. Uh, I did two. Where did I put it? Uh, the... F- Philharmonic home. <laughs> okay, you're right. Not your not your finest work. I uh, I didn't realize I hadn't watched the movie yet when I listened to this, but uh, I said instead of Dream Blue Haze, I said Purple Haze, and then oh, and Purple then Haze plays a big part. Spoiler alert! I like in the film. that you renamed a song to just Purple Haze, which is already a song. <laughs> you said fucking Philharmonic home. I don't want to hear it, dude. It's about an orchestra okay. reality show where they all live in the same house. How about that? <laughs> or is it about that up. the Pigeon Lady, where she lives above <laughs> the Philharmonic in New York City? Um, I also did instead of tension. I don't know if you've ever been to the uh, the Asian restaurant at Third and Spring Garden, Ken Shin. <laughs> But that was my other one for the Philadelphia heads. More specifically for like the Northern Liberties heads. <laughs> I've not been there. No, I've never been either. But That's I pretty see good. It, I see it on. Uh, it's on stuck Grub with Hub you so much <laughs> that you well, you're like fuck. That'd be a great weird it's like title. Ken Space Shin, and I'm always just kind of like, That's, I could, Ken I could, Shin. I could try that. Yeah, 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 <laughs> I could okay. try Ken Shin sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I could I could work with that. <laughs> um, any final thoughts on the record before we before we take a little break? Uh, I would say my personal rating. You know, I'm going to bump it down. Oh, shit. I had two and a half out of five. It's a two. It's a two out of five. It's a two out of five. Um, don't love it. Don't hate it. Okay. Don't really ever want to listen to it. Great length. I'll <laughs> say that. 31 oh. minutes. That's a great length. I'll give um, you that. Maybe in 2015, I would have liked this more. But yeah. listening to it as my 2022 self, mm-hmm. not really my thing. Not not your favorite thing. I, uh, I also was kind of hovering around a 2.53. And I guess in the spirit of your bump down, I'll bump it down to 2.5. <laughs> but no, I mean, I didn't hate it. It's just. Yeah, it's just whatever. The more the, the thing that kind of like wore at me a little bit was definitely like the belting the vocals part. The songs that were a little more mellow or the songs that had some like deviation from the usual songs. Mm-hmm. Like even when we played that intro track, we're like, yeah, more of this. Yeah. Or like that like track four or five, the slowdown kind of like record track. It's a little front loaded. I feel like nothing really once I've once I kind of lost my interest, nothing really brought me back. Yeah. Bummer. Well, sorry guys, but uh, this wasn't our favorite record. But <laughs> <laughs> whatever, we'll listen. We'll listen to the EPs and maybe, maybe we'll, we'll check out the those. EPs. Yeah. Uh, here's uh, Supersonic Home, the title track. And when we come back, we'll be talking about the Adventures of Ford Fairlane. Oh. Salcedo Ford Fairlane. 
Welcome back to Wine and Cheese, um, the podcast about whiny records and cheesy movies. I'm Mike. I'm Joey. <laughs> uh, what have you been watching lately, Joey? Um, I watched, I can't remember if I mentioned it last time, but I watched the uh, Kids in the Hall doc. It's called Comedy Punks. Oh, yeah. Don't they like show their wieners in like the first couple seconds? They but show their wieners in the uh, the, the new, new season, season of the maybe, show. Maybe that's, that's what, what you're thinking of. Yeah. But the doc is cool. It's like two episodes which are about i guess an hour or so okay um it's really good um i watched jackass 4.5 what are your thoughts pretty great there was one the the fucking eyebrows thing with the bird (laughs) that might be my favorite one yeah Um, i always feel like the 0.5s get like a lot of good stuff that can't be in there and i understand why yeah they get a lot more like interviews and less stunts and stuff but the stunts that are in there are pretty worth watching yeah totally um, and then I watched all but like half of the last episode of Stranger Things oh. that's out right now. The Is it good? Part one of season four. It's good. It, it's tough to uh, like by the end of the first episode, you're like, OK, do I still care about the show? But then <laughs> after that, it pulls you back in. OK. It, which I, I quite like. I don't know if I ever even finished season two. I'm I like could, way behind. I think I get two and three mixed up a lot because like watching this one, I was like, did I watch season three? And then I was like, oh, I guess I did because I do kind of know what's going on now. Season I read three. like the wiki or something and I was like, oh, that was season three. I think season three was the summer one, like the 4th of July one. Sure. I don't know. That's with the my, festival and stuff. I, and I didn't watch it. I'm I not sure. I don't know. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's good. Um, Survivor watching. I finished the new, the current season. Okay. Uh, and I hear then, you got close to winning the pool, but Matt uh, Bailey dude, pulled got, it out. I got so close to winning the pool. Matt, Matt, there was no way I could have won because yeah. we had the same person left. But anyway, classic March Madness kind of thing. Classic, <laughs> just a classic, classic sports bet kind of thing. Classic. And then <clears throat> I also watched season forty in that time. Um, Respect. What about you? Um, I rewatched Game of Thrones. I just finished it like yesterday, um, and it was worth it. That show's really great until the like. Honestly, there's a noticeable noticeable drop off once they run out of like once they have to start writing the content. Mm-hmm. But like, it's still pretty good until oh, once it literally quit like follows and following the books exactly. Okay, yeah. so like, I mean, like the 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 ending is they they fumbled the, they fumbled the bag really they fumbled the bag <laughs> fumbled the bag. Um, but it's I, fun to see Khaleesi just on her like Instagram girl wanderlust travel shit, just like going to different countries. I don't wear her little outfit about that show. You never watched it? I've tried to start it like four times. And I make the same mistake of watching the pilot, the pilot thing or whatever, the first episode every time, yeah. which is like an hour and a half long. Uh-huh. And then I just like don't care. Huh. And then I just Dude, don't keep going. It's crazy. The first episode, the first season is awesome. Really? I love Yeah, I mean, I think the first season is like one of the better seasons of TV, but Damn. whatever. It doesn't Maybe matter. You should try it. Uh, if, if you've watched it several times and haven't liked it, Maybe I don't I think anything's going to change. just skip that one. I'll just read the wiki for the first episode, and then I'll hop in on episode two. Sure. So we'll try that. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I watched the new Norm special, uh, his mm. like posthumous, posthumous. I want to. I haven't seen it yet. It's good. It's just him like in his house doing a little, like, there's no audience reaction. It's just him like doing the jokes and oh. stuff. And then at the end, it cuts to like San- Adam Sandler and like David Spade and Molly Shannon. Is she the is she she's superstar? Yeah, it's her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and like you know, they're like little reaction of like, oh, here's why this is so funny. Here's like a little like, oh, cool. Yeah, it's, is it, that it's, part it's, done um, since he passed or? Oh while yeah, he was it's still alive? okay. It's their reaction to watching the special, basically. Oh, so it's cool. it's pretty cool. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I got a couple more. I watched Time Crimes. 
favorite film of yours and mine, I believe. Oh, that, that, t- that movie's great. It was great. I think you introduced me to it at your old house. Whoa. Well, I remember oh, you the, did... The Trenton house. You did an episode of um, that one podcast, uh, Another Look. Another Look, yeah. You did like Time Crimes and Triangle. Yes. Which is a great episode. You should yeah. go listen to that episode. It's really Thank good. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, then I saw the new David Cronenberg, Crimes of the Future. Oh, I, I didn't realize that was him. I've yeah. seen it popping up, but uh, it's nuts. Whoa, it's I can't even really describe it. It's what's it <laughs> fucking on? Nuts. I, I just saw it in theaters. Oh, okay. It's like cool. a brand new movie. Oh, oh, okay. It's wild. It's a Damn. it's a Vigo. It's a Vigo John. Vigo's in it. Vigo's in it. Damn. Yeah. Okay. What's her, Kristen Stewart's in it? This got me written all over. Kristen Stewart is in it. Case oh wait, I'm thinking of. Uh, who am I thinking of? I don't know. Kristen Wiig. Kristen <laughs> really? Who no, I was thinking of. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, she is not. <laughs> Damn it! I'm not gonna watch. It, no. <laughs> and then uh, lastly, I saw this Japanese movie. The guy that did Ichi the Killer, uh, Takashi Mike. Oh yeah. He directed a movie called First Love. Have you seen that one? Uh, I want to. I haven't seen it yet. It's pretty cool. I think it's on Tubi or Vudu or like one of those like free ones with okay. ads. Yeah, I would check it out. Fuck it's definitely yeah. worth a watch. It was cool. That one's fairly new, right? Uh, yeah. Within the last five years yeah like three or four years maybe. i remember i wanted to see it in the theater because it came here somewhere maybe probably like the roxy or something but it, it's it like was, um, it was something bigger like it was like a bigger theater than you would expect it was like riverview when it was still open but it was like uh Hmm. Uh, like one showing or like one weekend that or something sense. like that it was cool it's like his gritty style his like japanese street style it's, it's pretty cool yeah i'm into it fuck yeah i was just looking up the if it was the movie i thought of but it is the poster's cool Nice. Yeah, it's very, definitely very vibrant. Yeah, it's it's, it's got us. I don't know. It's hard to say because it, it has that vibe, but it also doesn't have that vibe. I don't know. Oh, it's on Prime. Oh, well, I'm gonna watch the fuck out of that. There you go. Even yeah. better. <laughs> Sick. Uh, so the Adventures of Ford Fairlane. Oh, we didn't do wine or cheese. We didn't do wine or cheese. Thanks for the reminder. Honestly, my <laughs> I just had this plopped in the template, and here we go. We're doing wine or cheese. This is where we try to give each other's each other quotes from the movie and the album. And the other one guesses. We try to figure out. We try to figure out which one's from. This one was hard. Yes, it was. Because everything is so distinct of the other of its own category. Totally. Because of that, I only have one. Okay, I have like three. Okay. So I'll I'll give you one. Um, I could leave it all behind. Oh fuck! All right, never mind. I could leave it all behind. He's a swarm. Oh. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) You you commented on that second portion recently. (laughs) Uh, How about? Are you a bad woman because I have an ache? Uh, that's got to be... Oh, that's... that's uh, Ford Fairley? No, that's from Long Hair. Wow, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Okay. Okay, okay. Uh, mine is, there's infinite time to conceal the truth. <sighs> I'm, g- I'm going to go album. It is. Okay. It's from Absolution. Okay. Every quote on IMDb is pretty like distinct one-liner yeah, but yeah, yeah. um how about you've got to admit those are pretty good reasons that's him when they <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> listing the reasons why uh i can't even remember what happens <laughs> yeah i don't know yeah but anyway I, yeah but yeah i was trying to find he's something like that was you just gotta like, admit those are pretty good reasons <laughs> your christopher walken slash ford fairly impression <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um this movie is fucking crazy. I don't even know. Like, <laughs> it starts off with a song that sounds like the Ferris Bueller, like, chick chick It does. Song. I agree. I um, thought it was that song for a second. So I was like, wait. If you tick? haven't seen this movie, uh, I'll give you the brief plot synopsis from IMDb. A vulgar private detective is hired to find a missing groupie and is drawn into a mystery involving a series of murders 
tied to the music industry. He's a rock rock and roll detective. He is a rock and roll detective. It's a really convoluted plot. Like it doesn't stay no on the straight and the, narrow at all until the and like you forget that he's a rock and roll detective for like most of it. <laughs> yeah, um, he's just kind of like disrespecting everyone. In the this movie. is not our first Rennie Harlan movie. Who's Ooh. the director? What was the fir- the other Rennie? Har- the Rock Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. Other me- movies Michael by him include uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 4, okay. Die Hard 2, and Deep Blue Sea. I would guess Robert Englund is also in that movie. He, well, yeah, he's in Nightmare, of course. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's a lot of uh, cameos, I guess, in, in a way, or a yeah. lot of like weird appearances from people. Wayne Newton <laughs> as like, the record exact bad guy. Like, Fucking crazy. Yeah. Vince Neil. Of Motley Crue is Bobby Black. He's the guy that goes missing, right? Who dies. Yeah. They go to his funeral. Gilbert Gottfried plays the shock jock, also dies. <laughs> Johnny Crunch. Johnny Crunch. <laughs> Great name. Um, I can't see Vince Neil without thinking of the Catatonic Youths uh, Motley Crue video that he posts once, oh. a, once a while. <laughs> the famous he's one. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's just like making like nonsensical and he's sounds. crazy on stage. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> David Patrick Kelly kind of plays a great like Jerry Horn Twin Peaksy guy in this movie, like a crazy guy at the bar. He's at the bar and he's oh, like fighting yeah. him in the beginning. I wrote something about that. Yeah. Uh, damn, maybe I didn't. Uh, he's great though. I <laughs> like him. You get because uh, he says something. He says something weird. Uh, he's like, eh, man, like he's he always says weird shit, shit like constantly. That. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you get you get Al Bundy in the movie. Oh, Ed O'Neill. Yeah, he's yeah. pretty good. He's like, but he has such a weird backstory that doesn't need ex- like to be in it at all. Where he was like, used to be a singer of a disco group. Booty and, uh, Booty Time by Disco Express. That group Blue Dog. <laughs> <laughs> I like the back and forth he has with Ford Fairlane where every time they see each other, uh, Ed O'Neill like insults Ford Fairlane, but then mm-hmm. Ford Fairlane just uses the same insult back. Like that's all <laughs> that's, they, that's all. And that it happened, makes yeah. Ed O'Neill mad that he uses the same one. He's like, you're like spam or something. Right. Yes, and then he goes, he gets all up in his face and he goes, you're like spam. And, and that just like <laughs> drives him up. a wall. Nice comeback. <laughs> uh, I read that Joel Silver, the producer of this film, almost pulled the plug a few weeks before filming because he thought Andrew Dice Clay looked too fat. <laughs> I read that. <laughs> That's too. such a weird thing. That's such a fucked up it's reason. Crazy. Honestly, you should have pulled the plug, Bell. This yeah. movie's awful. But, okay, so it's really bad, but you can tell there's a budget behind it. It's like a movie. Yeah, it's like, like a movie. By the <laughs> end, I was like, this is like a real movie. It's crazy. Um, um, I did write the quote from Sam. Okay. Which was, let's dance, Mr. Rock and Roll Detective. <laughs> and then he gets punched like once or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I have a little game for you real quick. So okay. he, there's like a, an ongoing plot where like uh, he's a rock and roll detective, so all of his bands don't pay him, but they pay him in gifts. Okay. I'm going to give you the gift that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you. I'm going to see if you can match it up. Um, so he gets a koala, bicycle shorts, a food processor and a rhinestone watch. I have to tell you which bands they're from. I'll give you. Are choices. they real bands? They are in excess. Oh, Millie Vanilli, Josie and the Pussycats, and Neil Diamond. Okay. So, you, so again, it's it's those four bands: in excess, Millie Vanilli, Josie and the Pussycats, and Neil Diamond. And you have to match them up with koala, rhinestone watch, bicycle shorts and hair extensions, <laughs> or a food processor. Okay, so bicycle shorts is Millie Vanilli. Correct. Um. Neil Diamond. Uh, you, you've was got, he the koala? 
No, the koala was in excess because it's like the okay, Australia the joke. Oh, right, right, right. So and you've then, got Josie and the Pussycats and Neil Diamond and with then, a rhinestone watch and a food processor. Oh, rhinestone watch is uh, Neil Diamond. No, he was the food processor. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> I, I thought the, like the stone yeah. diamond thing. It would make sense. Damn, I did not pay attention to that part at all, but I like that game a lot. Well, it was it was just like this weird thing where I was like, what are they doing right now? He was just, they were like for like two minutes, they're just listing all the different people that paid him with the different paint. I was like, what? There's a couple like fourth wall moments. One of them is involving the koala, right? Doesn't he say like, did you think we were going to kill the koala or <laughs> yeah, something like there's, that? There's a koala, they hang the koala. The bad yeah, guys like, like the, hang his the back koala. The break into his house and hang a koala from the ceiling fan which is one of the craziest scenes because he walks in and he he's like he says he either like reacts in a crazy way or says something wild i kind of stopped taking notes after a while so oh, yeah i mean <laughs> oh there's another fourth wall moment i did write down where he gives a girl his phone number and it's a 555 number and she's like oh yeah isn't that a fake number they use in tv or something and he's like no shit honey what do you think this is real life that was like a nice meta joke yeah yeah um, there was another weird ongoing joke of him saying that he was fucking these like men. So there's like, like one. Men. It cuts to him going, Clint Eastwood, I fucked them. <laughs> and then Robin Leach. And then also. Robin Leach. Yeah, I don't know why he was doing that. I think that's like his a, a bit that he would do anyway. Well, he would say like Mother Goose, I fucked her. But oh, like, true. I feel like most of his jokes are really homophobic. So for him to be saying that he's like having sex with these old men, maybe is, he was like, "This will save me from the homophobia uh, <laughs> allegations." That could be. He's like, maybe if I say I fucked Clint Eastwood, people will get off my back about being homophobic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let me see. Oh, you and both you and I both agreed at this. the The best scene is like the physical comedy when he steals the oh, hearse. Dude, when he steals the hearse, and he's the, doing all these crazy faces and going like, "Oh, mama!" <laughs> yeah, and he's like, and just like when he screams, he's like, ah! and then like his mouth gets all huge. <laughs> yeah, and like, wow. There's yeah. There's uh, when he sees the dead body in the back, and then when Robert England pulls out the gun. Oh, he has yeah. another one where he's like, ah! <laughs> yeah. There are like two or three really good like little gags there. I was um, like, he's doing his best acting in this scene. I was going to make them for when you got here. I don't know if they're a real drink, but do you remember what his order was at the bar? Like a, a couple of times, <laughs> no times throughout the movie, he, he's drinking Sambuca milkshakes, <laughs> which I don't really know what that is, but they sound <laughs> disgusting. That sounds gross. <laughs> it sounds whatever really it is. Gross. I was going to make them for when you got here, but I, <laughs> I didn't. So, um, I was a little bummed. He lights a cigarette normal instead of lighting it dice style, he like never, behind the head. I don't head. think he does it dice style once. I was kind of bummed. I thought for sure we would get one he of those. He said, I don't want to sign this away to the movie execs. Oh, no, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, probably. It's like this movie is fucking exhausting because every single thing is a punchline. And we talked about this like leading up to recording. Yeah. We were like, dude, it's so because it just it hits you with so many punchlines over and over and over. Yeah. It's like it wears you out. There I was, couldn't stand it. It was nuts. It was really like we both had to kind of pause it halfway through and just be like, not yeah, I had to watch it. this in like three parts. <laughs> the one the one one liner that I really liked was the guy said like there's a family and they're like, hey, you know, do you know how to get to the, the Chinese theater? And he said something like, what are you from out of town? They're like, oh, I'm sorry. We're from Michigan. He goes, and I'm from my dad's penis. Get the fuck out of <laughs> yeah, here. He goes, <laughs> he's like, what do you he says something like, what are you from Indiana? And they're like, no, we're from Michigan. Yeah. And he's like. Yeah, and I'm from my father's <laughs> penis, so <laughs> yeah. get the fuck out of here. Happy Father's weird. Day. <laughs> They're really, really straight. I don't know. I feel like late 80s, early 90s were, like, really surreal in, like, comedy movies. Like, yeah. the guitar shatters like it's made of glass or porcelain. There's the guy's <laughs> eating the CDs at the end to try to, like, t to try to get rid of the evidence. He's eating CDs. I was like... And, like, 
I mean, plenty of movies do this, but when they're at the recording studio early and they're showing off that kid that has like no talent, but he's supposed to be like the next big pop star. Yeah. Ford pops up and he just like jams out a song with the band that, yeah. you know, they didn't rehearse, but they knew perfectly. He's a rock and like roll detective a, slash part-time rocker. And he's just or? doing like Elvis shit or like swing shit or yeah. something like that. Very rockabilly. <laughs> so also didn't need f- to be in the movie at all. Yeah. Um, but like everybody but Wade Newton loves it. <laughs> yeah, Newton, that's right. That's the bad right. guy. Yeah. Uh, there's a scene. So like throughout the whole movie, Dice Man is like super cool around girls. He's like every all the girls want him. Yeah. And then he gets to the sorority house and it's like he's a virgin. He's just like, oh, my God. He like doesn't know how to act around. Yeah. Women. It's well, like that part was like I didn't understand it. I think it's just supposed to be that he's all talk. Basically, like, uh, I guess I think it's maybe like maybe one of the deeper I don't want to say jokes, but like moments in the movie where they're right. like, Hey, every like fucking shallow dude actually doesn't know what to fucking do in this situation. Yeah. You know, no, that's true. That's, that's a pretty, <laughs> like, that's a good way of looking at it. Cause in my mind, he, he was walking the walk, but like, yeah, when it comes time to like, well, yeah, he talks about it a lot, but the yeah. only one we ever, I guess there are a couple examples that we know of. We know of like, he slept Jazz. with the twin girls probably in the very beginning. Oh, right. And that he slept with Jazz once, I guess, yeah. and it, but it seemed like a mistake mm-hmm. in her eyes. And um, there is another part like that. Back to the um, hearse when the girl wakes oh, up, right. she yeah. wasn't actually dead. But right before that, he makes a joke, like saying that he looks at her boobs <laughs> while she's like quote unquote dead. Yeah, and he says like, um, <laughs> "You should assign the organ donor papers or something yeah. like that." And then when she comes to life, he's like, Ooh. and she's like all about him. Yeah. And then he's like, Ugh. maybe he's just freaked out because he yeah. thought she was dead. But still, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's very strange. The uh, sorority people induct him as an honorary member. That's the quote that I yep. played right before we started recording. Um, Willie Garson, R.I.P., uh, is in a bunch of movies, but he was the guy that got his Corvette blown up unpoor. I don't remember this part. So he was like uh, he like flipped him off or something like that in traffic. He, okay. like, he like he like made fun of Ford Fairlane. And he was one of the frat guys at like the sister sorority oh, thing. Right. So he like pushes it down the <laughs> right down the hill and blows it up or whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, I like that his pajamas have the sleeves cut off. Very dice, <laughs> very dice man. He's got like the the shirt and pants that match, but the sleeves are like cut off. But in like a uh, Fred Flintstone way, where it's like really Still big, shaggy, really big triangle cuts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you had to guess how many times he calls people snapper heads in this movie. Oh, dude. Um, probably around like 12. <laughs> I think there were only like four. But still <laughs> still more than any other movie. Uh, Tone Loke is in this movie for a moment. Oh, I that's already right. forget what he does. But There was like a group of black dudes like listening to music or something like that. And uh, Tone Loke was one of them. Oh, okay. I think it was when he was beating up uh, David Patrick Kelly. Oh yeah, he David Patrick Kelly like gets thrown off the little roof, and then he like lands down, and then like all the dudes get in his face, and Tone Loke says some like makes some joke. That's I guess that's it. Yep, I don't know. Um, Um, Did you find us in the movie? I did not. Did you? We are Ford Fairlane and Johnny Crunch when they're in that old photo. <laughs> yeah. And they both have like moppy, like We're the Beatles moppy. hair or something. Yeah, dude. That's us for <laughs> sure. Um, we, I feel like we had to explain this to Matt Bailey when we did it, so maybe it's not the best segment, but I can do the IMDb tags. Like, Oh, do you not have any more regular notes? I, I'm out of regular notes. The credits were really long. That's my last oh, note. Oh, I didn't even finish them. I didn't know if there was anything at the end. Well, opening, I got opening, a couple of things. Opening credits. Uh, we watched the movie Brain Smasher like a, within oh, the last shit. year. That movie is way better than this movie. Agreed. That movie is 
coherent at least. Um, oh, I wrote. I said I would. I liked Ed O'Neill already. Um, find us in the movie. Oh, so there's a funny part when um, Colleen puts the CD down the back of Jazz's dress. Okay. And then when Jazz is like, "Retrieve it for me, Ford," he picks it up and she goes. It's a computer disc. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't know what to call them yet. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, this movie was like, I didn't take a lot of notes because I was just kind of like confused by by yeah. most of it. The last thing I do have, we've touched on the rest of these already, but the last thing I do have is I was watching like a, there's like a five or six minute making of on YouTube. Oh my God. Um, and it doesn't really like give you a lot of info. It's just like these really brief interviews with like a couple of the actors. One of them okay. being Robert England. Yeah. And he talks about... Oh, right. He's like a goon. I don't know if we mentioned that. I think we did. But Yeah, he's, he's, he's like, like a weird sleazy goon. Like a henchman. I I love when he pops up when he's in Johnny... Hiding Johnny Crunch's In the apartment. medicine cabinet? He's in the medicine that cabinet. That would be... Like, I was genuinely like, that would be so scary. Be or be fucking And he scary. does a little bit of like Freddy mannerisms there yeah. too. But he's talking about... He's like, I love a... Like a noir film, which is <laughs> funny that this is considered that to him. But he goes... Uh, he t- he's talking about how much him and Dice Andrew Dice Clay like ha- like worked so well together. He said, <laughs> "Dice and I had a no flinch sense of timing." Whoa. He was like, "I never worried that he was going to hit me, and he never worried that I was going to hit him." I was like, "What the fuck? okay?" They're so connected, I guess. I guess I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's, that's a really funny like uh, compliment to give someone. It, it, 100%. We had a no flinch sense of timing. Yeah. Damn. Um, anyway. So yeah, you were saying about the tags. Oh yeah. Okay. Maybe this will be the last time we ever do the tags. Cause I okay. feel like we had to explain them and maybe it's not the, all that fun. To listen it's not to, that but, obvious, but yeah. basically what we're doing is I'm going on IMDB and like people tag the web version, the web version. <laughs> and people say this movie has like hashtag, police drama hashtag reference to Clint Eastwood and I'll it's bring like, those up and say okay this movie is on the list of those things but what is the top movie for right burn so to death it, it it allows users of IMDB to add their own hashtags to movies and because of that you get all these like subcategories that you can kind of filter movies by right but and they're always bonkers and biased for some reason yeah. they're always like biased toward the most recent movies that are kind of trending i guess they're and they're always like weirdly short or weirdly long but never yeah. really in the middle they never make any sense yeah um so i've got a couple do you want to try and do burn to death what would, what do you think the number one movie for burn to death is burn to death it's very recent it's from this year <sighs> maybe like uh have i seen it probably not maybe like the new matrix <laughs> no dr strange oh damn I should have said Jurassic World. That'd be a good guess. Yeah. Also up there, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Fantastic Beasts: The Crimes of Grindelwald. (laughs) Sure. Uh, How about Rock Singer? Rock Singer, uh, like the Queen movie or something. Oh, that's a good guess. Or the Rocket Man, maybe. Star is Born is number two. Top Secret is number three, (laughs) which I don't get. Almost Famous is number one. Oh, I didn't realize that movie was still so popular. I guess so. Um, how about Private Detective? Um, and, sorry, this one sucks. Ruined. <laughs> <laughs> Once Upon a Time in Hollywood again? <laughs> no, it was... Uh, let me bring it back up. I just closed the tab. It was uh, Death on the Nile. Have you ever even heard of that? No. <laughs> it's from this year. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Uh, all right, two more. We got uh, One Man Army. Um, Doctor Strange. <laughs> no, that's a good guess. Or uh, Matrix, like I said earlier. The Batman. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. totally. And then we'll never do this segment again. Probably not that fun. This one has not been uh, very... <laughs> not very fruitful. Yeah. Uh, how about 555 phone number? This. That's a good guess. <laughs> no. Uh, number nine is Dumb and Dumber. Number mm. seven is Deadpool. Number three is Wolf of Wall Street. Number two is Goodfellas. And number one, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh. <laughs> and that's okay. and that's you know that's the segment oh <laughs> that's kind of like that's yeah, kind of like we the, might drop this yeah, that one's that one's done uh, if you want to save f- it here you know hit us up and let us know but we're not really we're not, i'm not, we're not pressed we're not yeah um do you have any final thoughts about the movie or ratings uh two one out of five yeah i give it a half a point five out of five <laughs> that bad <laughs> It was really bad. It's pretty bad, and I don't know what the actual length is, but it took me three sittings to finish this, so I feel like I stretched it across maybe four hours. That's yeah, what it felt like. I think it was like an hour 40, but it definitely felt like one of the longest movies I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, damn. Um, all right, well, yeah, thanks for listening, and uh, next episode we'll be doing... Should we give it away? Should we tell people what we're doing? Yeah, why not? We do it. We do it irregularly, but yeah, (laughs) it's true. Yeah, Uh, we're doing an episode on uh, the record "Vanity" by Eighteen Visions mixed with Zoolander. So that that'll be. We're talking fashion. We're talking fashion core, baby. We're we're talking uh, we're talking fashion. (laughs) Zoolander, I fucked him. Oh. Oh.